You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 139. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your fourth, fifth, sixth, or 139th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two Fs on social media as Instagram and Twitter. And you can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it. If you want to join the email list, text how does she do it as one word to 33777. Again, text how does she do it as one word to 33777 and you will be added to the list. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending finding a Black-owned business to buy something that you might usually buy from another brand. Now, this is not to say that I'm talking about not buying at Target or whatever big name, insert big name brand here. But if there is something that you can find that you buy regularly that is made by a Black-owned business... Why not do it? For example, I just bought a set of soaps from someone I went to undergrad with who I found out that she had a soap making business. And so I said, I'm going to buy some natural soaps from her. So, and I'm going to add it to my usual, you know, rotation of soaps that I use. So do that. Find something that you use regularly. Look for a brand that someone else might recommend or someone else might uh, share or they really enjoy and add that to where you spend your money. Because We have been doing this for a long time. This is not new for many of us, but we are in a time where we are working to try and gain or increase exposure for Black-owned businesses, increase support. So I encourage you to do that. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. So much has changed since my last episode and yet so much remains the same. So if you're listening to this in July of 2020, then you are familiar with what is happening inside the United States. There are still a lot of conversations related to anti-racism, tearing down systems, exposing systemic racism where we can, defunding the police, there is now conversations about conspiracies related to fireworks that I Quite, can't quite understand what is going on and why there are so many fireworks. This is, as of this recording, the 4th of July has happened. So maybe we'll see a decrease in the usage of and buildup of the fireworks around the country. I don't know, but it's happening in all major cities. And it's just something that adds to one of the questions about so many different things that are going on in this country right now. And in my last episode, we talked about putting on the armor of God. We talked about armoring up. And 
if you have listened to this podcast for a long time, you will remember that a lot of I, I just just my thoughts often was about social commentary and things that were happening in the news. And as I have grown and as I have evolved, as the platforms that I have curated have evolved, so have the topics and things that I cover. And I'll just take you a take you back a bit. When I first started putting out content for public consumption, it was back in the day when I wrote on a blog with a few of my friends. And writing on this blog was something that was somewhat of an outlet. It was something that provided space to share complexities about what we were dealing with in our respective lives. A lot of it centered on culture, relationships, and general adult adulting. And I don't think adulting was even a term then when we first started writing. Over time, we disbanded that blog and each of us kind of took different directions. Our careers were taking different directions and the desire to create and still share was something that we, a few of us still had. And so I created a personal blog that started to explore the intersection of who we are as people and what I was experiencing as I was going through school and recognizing that life was not just this, this thing that we can move through in these neatly categorized and boxed ways in the way that you could when you were a student and, or even that's not even what we did as students, but it's kind of what, at least I felt like that's what we were doing. I was like, I'm in school, check. I'm taking care of myself, check. And not really consciously recognizing the way that all of these things and different aspects of our, of our identities intersected. Over time, this evolved into me developing a coaching business. It developed into me realizing that as a Christian woman, as a black woman, as a sister, as a trained attorney, also as a you know, social worker, all of these different things impacted my life. And in certain seasons, different aspects of my identity played a more or less or a, a more or less significant role, depending on what I was focusing on in the moment. There were certain issues that would be really prominent in certain seasons of my life and certain and and less in others. And along the way, my faith increased, my emphasis on me being a believer in Christ increased. And over time, that has become the thing that should be, at least, not always, but should be at the forefront of my mind. And forgive me for the audio transitioning just now. So hopefully you can hear me better now. My microphone was down and I didn't realize it. Anyway, what I am now recognizing, especially in the season that we are in, it is important to understand very clearly what matters to you. It is important to understand what matters to you and the way that what matters to you influences how you show up in the world. It is really important to have an understanding of your identity and what aspects of your identity mean to you and how those aspects of your identity inform the way you do or do not show up in this world. And when I think about this platform, when I think about my voice, when I think about 
the call, when I think about the gift that God has given me, I do not take lightly that my voice matters and what I share matters. And part of what I have been grappling with in the time between my last episode and this one is exactly what I wanted to say that would be valuable. I have had a lot of conversations with a lot of people where what we have been consuming, what we have been seeing, what we have been following on social media has created somewhat of a pressure to feel like we have to take a stand unequivocally about one thing or another. And not only do we have to take a stand, but then you have to take XYZ action in order to demonstrate that said stand is what you really mean and is what you really are about. And I have a problem with the pressure. I do not have a problem with the belief that you do have to move in some way, that there is something that you have to be compelled or should be compelled to do if you say you care about social justice, you care about others, you care about spreading the gospel, you care about using your gift, you care about answering a call, you care about being obedient, that that means therefore that you have to take action. What we have to be careful to do is force people into or be forced into action that is merely action the result of peer pressure. We have to be careful to have or take action that is misaligned with things that are important to us or take action that is, that is a conflation of values. We have to be careful about that. And so what I have been doing was being still, sitting, thinking about who I am, thinking about what is important to me, thinking about how I want to show up, and recognizing that at a certain point, the, sink, the sitting and the being still and the waiting and the praying can really turn into you not doing what you know you've already been asked to do. And so what this led me to is reading the book of Esther again. And I, I think Esther is like my jam. One of my friend's moms told me years ago, she said that everyone should have command of multiple stories in scripture so that you understand the nuances, the principles. It's something that can, you can come back to. But she said there should be one story that you can go back to and really like own and feel, and you can do this with multiple stories, but for the season of my life that I'm in, Esther is the book for me. Esther is the story for me. And so I went back and read Esther for what is now the third time. The first time I read it, I was kind of reading it along with the Bible study. Then the second time I walked through it, I walked through it with a sermon series from Dr. Tony Evans. And this time I went through it with a lens of a few things that I had heard from people. And I had two different people mention the for such a time as this. And for such a time of this, as this rather, comes from Esther chapter four. And Esther chapter four is when Mordecai is is talking to Esther about the plot that he has heard. And Esther is now in the king's good graces. She's living in the palace. She is queen. And Mordecai is like, listen, niece, you know, something has to be done. So 
in reading that passage and in thinking about where we are in this world, I was like, oh, this is a for such a time as this season. Maybe you don't feel that way, but I think the world is in a state of almost like this is for such a time as this. And what does that look like in your life? And so what I want to walk through today are a few things that I think are important. This is by no means exhaustive, but I think it is important for us to recognize, especially if you are someone who believes in Christ. And it is your goal to live and reflect the character of Christ, to live and spread the gospel in every sphere of your life. So, and let me take a step back. We are whole people who show up in different spaces every single day. You show up in the family space, you show up at work, you show up in your career, you show up in your interpersonal relationships with a partner or a spouse. You show up in relationships with your friends. You show up in relationship to your children, to your siblings. You are engaged in commerce because you buy things. You are, you know, leading a team or being a member of a team or both, right? You're doing all of these different things. You're trying to take care of your mental health. You're trying to take care of your physical health. You're doing all of these things that can at times feel and not just feel, but actually be in conflict or pull you in different directions. And what is, what is important is that we recognize that as believers, there are a set of principles that come from scripture that we can rely on and be grounded in across all of those intersections. There are things that we can come back to that we can rely on and that way we can turn to and apply in every aspect of our lives. I used to believe that faith was only meant to be applied in faith conversations, right? Believing in the gospel and and the Bible was like a church thing because I didn't understand and I hadn't yet developed in a way that recognized the universal applicability of all of these things and of all of the things that come from scripture. And so what I am hoping to do in this episode and potentially in future episodes, as I, I may or may not make this into a series, we'll see. But we have to take the principles that are in scripture and, and be able to see where they fit in every aspect of our life. And in thinking specifically as the, for such a time as this, where so many of us are trying to figure out what is my role in trying to educate the world related to systemic racism? What is my role in trying to, or not doing that, right? Or what is my role in how do I relate to, you know, people across difference in the different places that I, I go to? What is my role in learning to be an ally in, even in situations that are related to either my own aspects of my own identity or others? What is, you may be asking, what is my role? How do I use my gifts? What are my gifts? How do I show up in my strengths? All of these different things. And in thinking through those questions, we have to come back to center. We have to come back to what scripture says. We have to come back to what we know are unshakable truths that apply across atmospheres, <laughs> across industries. They apply across setting. 
They apply across, you know, relationship. They apply across all things. And so I have come thinking through what does for such a time as this mean? And whatever that means for you in this season, despite the noise of what is telling you, you have to, or you should. And if you're not doing, then you are not. We're talking about quieting that noise and coming to an understanding for you. What does your for such a time as this mean? And what, how do you prepare yourself to do and show up in those things? So I just want to read the verse that kind of starts us for, for this. So we'll start with Esther chapter four, verse 12. And they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think of yourself that in the king's palace, you will escape more, any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for Jews from another place, but you and your family's health house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So in context, this, what is happening here is Mordecai has learned of a plot that Haman, who is one of the current kings, you know, his homeboys sits high in his court. He has discovered that Haman is setting out a plot to kill the Jews in all 127 plus provinces of this kingdom. And Mordecai is like, oh no, Esther, you got to go. You have to tell people that this is happening. You have to somehow interrupt this plot. And what he, what I love about what Mordecai says is that he has faith, so much faith in God that he believes that deliverance might come from, will come from another place. But he challenges Esther to say, Esther, how do you know that that deliverance is not supposed to be somehow connected to what you do and the actions that you take in this time. And he also says to her, do not think that because you are in the palace that you are somehow going to be saved from this. Do not think that somehow you are not going to get caught up in this, right? You have to do something essentially. You have to do something. You have to show up here and you have to show up here in a way that helps save your people. And what I think is interesting about that is if you think about where we are right now, that we might feel like what we have to do has to be some giant grand gesture. And, you know, you feel compelled to, you start a committee or you be part of a committee or your company is asking you to join some committee or your friends are telling you, you need to donate to these causes and be going out here and doing this and doing that. But maybe that's not what your, that's not what your action is to be in this season. And that is okay. But just because you are insulated in some way, or you not may not be on the front lines, or you may not have XYZ title, it does not mean that you don't have some way to contribute to this season. It does not mean that, and that can look, again, and I'm saying this because it can look like so many different things. It might just mean having one-on-one -on -one conversations with a, a person to learn about their life and to share a little bit more about yours. It may mean joining a committee and leading some action. It may mean, you know, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone in some way, but it might, it means that there is something for you to do. It is okay to take your time to figure out what that thing is. 
it is okay that that thing doesn't look like something that can be or should be posted all over Instagram or Facebook. It can be that that thing is not something that anyone will ever know about publicly or that you'll ever get any credit for. That is okay. But you have to come to a place within yourself that is settled and at peace about what that thing can look like. So in thinking about the for such a time as this season, I want to share six ways that I think we can think about how to build ourselves up to take care of ourselves in this season and just think through how we show up where we are right now. The first thing that you need to think about and recognize is that you have all that you need right now. You have all that you need right now to begin to contribute in some way. When Esther was called to be part of the process to be, have a queen selected, she took naturally what was, what was with what she already had. She took that with her into the palace to then make use of the resources that became available to her, but she didn't have to become a different person. She didn't have to become some expert in being pretty. She didn't have to become an expert in being in being her herself and showing up as who she wa- was. She already was who she was, and she was able to be used with what she had because she took advantage of what was what was available to her in that season. She gathered more things along the way in terms of counsel from her uncle, in terms of resources from being connected to a certain network, right? I hope you're hearing these principles. And she also took advantage of what was available to her. We know that what makes Esther unique in the context of the rest of the Bible is that God is not explicitly mentioned in this book. But we do know that when Esther's uncle challenged her, to that she might be called to do something and have an impact in the season, what did she do? She got word back and said, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. This is verse 16 of chapter four. And do not eat or drink for three days, day or night or day. And I and my young woman will also fast as you do. And then I will go to the king. So what she was saying here, she's like, I need to go get quiet. And I need to go get quiet before God and I need to go do so in community, right? This is, so she sought counsel. She sought support. She asked for communal prayer and fasting. And then she went and took inspired action. So that, but she did that all with tools that she already had available with who she was and used what she, what she had in order to move the plan forward. You have all that you need right now to start. The second thing that I want you to think about is that you have to put what you have to use in the right time and space. This just means being wise, using your discretion, and knowing that there is a season for everything. And that is okay if your gift doesn't get put out there or the thing that you need to do doesn't go full force right now, but that there is a time and place for everything. And even in the book of Esther, she, Esther has an opportunity to talk to the king and talk to Haman and expose Haman in one interaction, but she doesn't do it in the first interaction. She, in that first interaction, asks for a second banquet, for a second opportunity 
And in doing so, and this is something I didn't see the first time, the first two times really I read the book, but in doing and making the second ask to have the king and Haman come back into and have this big banquet, she was building up Haman's ego so that he wouldn't even recognize what was coming for him. She was building up his ego so that he was so focused on him being asked to come back into the king's presence again and have all this special attention that this that this plot against him was being was being foiled. He didn't even recognize that. So you might not, you might have the idea, you might know what that thing is that you need to do, but right now might not be the best time. And that is okay. The third thing that I want you to consider for such a time as this is that you have to be careful not to rush to take uninformed action, which is what this pressure of social media makes us, can often make us feel like we have to do. But you also have to be careful not to delay a call or a conviction that you know you have already had. So don't rush to take uninformed action, but also don't delay unnecessarily. And you can tell when you are delaying unnecessarily if it's just, if you're wrapped up in fear and anxiety, and if you're asking the constant what if question, and I'm raising my hand, I am the queen of asking the what if, the what if, the what if, what about this? And what if I don't have that? And all those things. But that is not wisdom. That is operating in anxiety. That is delaying obedience. So if you know that you have been called to show up in a certain way, if you know you have been convicted to show up in a certain way, and you are delaying for fear and anxiety, bring that to God. Bring that fear, bring those questions, bring the concerns, ask for peace, ask for understanding, ask for whatever insight you might need, ask for wisdom. We know in James, if we ask for wisdom and believe that we are going to get it, it will be given to us. Whatever that thing you feel like you are missing or that you need more insight of, ask for that. But also be careful not to just delay for the sake of delaying. You do not, delayed obedience is disobedience. So ask for what you need, but don't delay a call just because you are concerned. If you have it and you have been given insight to what it should be or to what you should do, then ask for what you need to make that happen. The fourth thing that you need to do for such a time as this is you need to keep your tank full. You need to keep your tank full. And I am walking through a devotion on the YouVersion Bible app with or by Christine Kane. And the, the devotion is 30 Days to Greater Faith. And on one of the days recently, she referred to fuel. She referred to being able to be full and filled up with God and filling. And, and I took that to think about how important it is for us to fill our tank with all of the things that God needs us to fill our tank with and all of the things that help us to stay connected and to feel connected to him. And one way that you keep your tank full is by seeking God and by praising, by praying, right? And we know, I'm going to read a few verses, a few verse references. I'll state the verses themselves, and then I'll go back and read them. So the first verse reference for keeping our tank full by seeking God is Matthew 6.33. The second one that I'm going to read is Hebrews 6.11. And the third is 1 Chronicles 16.11. 
And again, there are so many more verses about seeking God, but I thought when, when thinking about this, again, this analogy of keeping your tank full, you got to go to the source. You got to go to the gas station, right? And God's word, he is the source. God is the source and his word is the, is the way that we stay connected to him. And that then inspires prayer. It inspires praise. It inspires thanksgiving. It inspires, uh, you know, repentance and inspires yielding. And those here, here is Matthew six thirty three. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Hebrews eleven six, And these are all from the English standard version. And without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who seeks him, who seek him. And third, 1 Chronicles 16, 11, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually means consistently, often, all the time, right? Not like sometimes, not like stopping and starting. And it's okay when you fall out of practice with doing some of these things. It is okay that you have to get revved up and rejuvenated again. That's okay. But you have to know that seeking him is part of this process. And when you seek him, you seek his guidance, you seek his comfort, you seek his peace, you seek his provision, you seek his understanding, you seek his kindness, you seek his character. As you do all of these things, it then helps as we try to show up and prepare ourselves for the such a time as this. And the last thing that we have to do for such a time as this is keep bringing our focus back and keep meditating on the following. Whatever is true, whatever is just, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is virtue in it, if it is praiseworthy, keep refocusing and meditating on those things. That comes from Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Whatever is just, lovely, noble, of good report, if there is virtue, if it is praiseworthy, seek those things. There is so much negativity. And there's this pressure to stay informed about the negativity because if we're not informed, then we don't know what's going on. Or if I didn't watch it, then I can't really talk about it. And sometimes that is true. But at a certain point, you have to turn your eyes towards the things that are going to fill you up. That does not mean you turn your back on the need for justice. It does not mean you turn your back on the fact that there are bad things happening in the world. It does not mean you pretend that everything is all good, but it does mean that you shift your perspective and the way that you focus on those things such that it is not tearing you down. It is not impacting your mental health negatively such that it is not changing the kingdom perspective that we are to have on things. And I think it's important that we, that we remember the balance of those things. And I'm going to give a bonus one here. In order to show up well for such a time as this, we have to focus on putting on the new self and correcting our character. And that has been something that is at the forefront of, of my mind and the way that I am focusing my energy. Because one of the things that made Christ so dope was his character. Not only was he the son of God, you know, living here amongst man, but he, his character is what drew people to him. His miracles were awesome, right? But it, there was something about the way he related to people 
and the way he related to people was a direct result of the way of his character and his and his integrity and his spirit right and so when we talk about putting on certain things this comes from colossians 3 where paul is talking about putting on the new self and in verses 12 through 15, 14, 15, he talks about putting on compassionate hearts, putting on kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, love. These things are really hard to put on because these are not our natural nature, but it is through God's spirit. It is through the fact that we are able and have access to the life of Christ that we are able to conform our character, not to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of our spirit, right? To be transformed into a new person, into a new self because of the way that God's spirit works within us. And it is, it is recognizing the victory in not having to do this on our own strength. Crystal Evans Hurst had a, uh, has a quote that where she talks about we are not supposed to be able to do things. And this scripture comes from this, but she talks about not having to do things in our own strength because we are supposed to work in his strength. And that goes to the work of our hands and also the work of our spirit. We can't do this by ourselves. If I was to try and be all of these things on my own, I'm telling you, not trying to, I have already failed at that because I'm not supposed to try and do it on my own because my own nature is I have a little bit of a mean streak. Sometimes I say things that are not nice to people. Sometimes I'm very sharp and defensive. Sometimes I am unkind, but in my inside of the transformation that comes as a result of being in Christ, I have access to a spirit that is more, more beautiful than mine in and of itself. I have a transformed self because of Christ and you have a transformed self because of Christ. And this is a, it's sometimes hard to accept and believe because we are still working through the wounds that come from being here on earth. The, the things that have shaped our personalities and have shaped our perspectives, the very real human experience that we have lived and it has caused us pain and that causes us to have certain defenses or certain beliefs about certain things. And there's no shame in that, but it is about knowing that in in comfort and in peace and in kindness, we can bring all of those things to our father in heaven such that we can be, we can be transformed and we can show up as whole people for such a time as this. You are not alone in this journey. You are not alone in the questions that you are asking about what can I do? What can, what should I do? How should I feel? What do I believe? This is, this, is a, this is a challenging time for a number of reasons, but know that you are not alone in the process. Know that I am here for you. Know that this podcast, as I work through these things, that I, it is important that we, we think through these things together and know that we are in a community of people, of like-minded people who care deeply about 
the issues that are happening to black people. We care deeply about the state of our country. We care about politics. We care about our jobs. We care about the way that we do or do not get to show up in corporate corporate America. There are so many complexities, so many different things, so many challenges, so many emotions. And yet as believers, there are things that we have to focus on while we navigate all of that. And I hope that this episode was able to offer some insight into ways that we can do that with a biblical mindset and through a biblical lens. I am grateful for you. I appreciate you. If this was valuable, if you thought this was helpful, please like this uh, podcast. Please share it with a friend. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. A five-star review goes such a long way. If you are listening in another app that's not Apple, please like and rate it there and subscribe there. Please share it with a friend. Connect with me on Instagram screenshot you listening to this episode on the Instagrams and I will repost you to my stories at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two F's. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.